Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hooked. This is the podcast where we come up with all of the great hooks and ideas for your role-playing experiences, and you don't even need to do anything, and you know what else? We improvise them. We're that amazing. Don't you love us? I'm not Zane, I'm Dom, and Zane will be returned when you transfer me. What? No, never mind. Uh, I am Dom. It's lovely to be here. Lovely to be back. COVID isn't over, and yet we're still doing this because we know the world needs us. We're heroes. My name is Dom. That voice you just heard was... It's me, Jonathan. Hello. And in the studio today with us, we have a new a new friend, a new guest. Introduce yourself, new friend guest. Uh, hello, my name is Nick. I am from a recent addition to the That's Not Canon Network, a podcast called Real Fantasy Encounters. Uh, we are an action. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pitch. Let no, me pitch. No, no, yeah, by all means. <laughs> chill, yeah, chill. I was about to ask you to. Uh, yeah, we have an actual play podcast. We play indie tabletop games. Uh, we do have a bit of a backlog as well, so it's um yeah plenty of great places to get in. I'd highly recommend. Um, in our second season, uh, great jumping on point because we play a game called Masks, which is about teen superheroes, and uh, it's got like a lot of cool stuff. Like uh, it doesn't track health or anything. Attack. Uh, you get like. Yeah, angsty emotions yeah. Oh, is, is what you rack yeah, up. Yeah. You, you are saying all the right words for me right now. I am loving this. <laughs> just this like good. it's it's powered by the apocalypse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like we're just like we're, this this wounds thing. What if that was angst instead? You're a genius. <laughs> yep. Print it, ship it. Uh, what we do here is we come up with hooks. We improvise them based on Magic the Gathering cards and a randomized word. Before we get to that, though. Nick, that introduction was wonderful, but there, I just, I feel like I don't know you well enough. And even Jonathan, you've been doing the podcast for a little bit now, yeah. but I want to get to know you better. And Zane isn't here to stop me. So my question, <laughs> my, my getting to know no you No gods, question, no kings. My getting to know you question is, you are a random, you are an X-Man or a, 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 a background character from some sort of comic book thing where everyone has superpowers. You kind of only appear when... There's like they need to do a big, like two-page spread fight scene. You are like you have a name. You are someone's favorite character, but all you do is you blast a beam of energy from your hands. You're one of those guys. <laughs> no, that's yeah. the only power you need. Yeah. yeah. So hand blaster. As exactly. <laughs> you are you are one of those generic fucks. And what energy type do you blast from your hands? Oh shit, that's a good question. It is, isn't it? I'm good at my job. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Oh god, because like I don't want to be boring like Cyclops and just say it's like kinetic power. That's laser. But see, the good thing about that is you get to start all these fights with the community people where they're like, no, it's not a laser blast. Yeah, there is no heat in his blast. It's a concussive blast. Thank you very much. That's yeah, that's a strong argument. Yeah, like he can't even start a fire with it, can he? It's just yeah, it's it looks like a laser, but there's no heat to it. Is there? Yeah, no it. I mean, depending on... Uh, depending on the writer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, it's yeah, that's always the struggle. Yeah. Um, oh, God. i got to think for a while. Yeah, on those grounds, I, I think mine would have to be some sort of a, a quantum blast. Oh, okay. It's, it switches between being there and not being there. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. I So, okay, I've got one for you. Uh, I've been reading a very good Hulk run recently, so I do kind of want to just say gamma ray blast. That seems like a fun thing. Just blasting gamma rays out of my hand. Yeah, it doesn't kill them instantly, but it will kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's also uh, in in certain canons, gamma rays are anywhere between actual science and just complete magic. Oh, so yeah. it really depends on the fight scene what it does. This yeah. is the thing like Doctor Manhattan got in trouble for, isn't it? Yeah. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, passively giving people cancer. The only <laughs> consistent thing that it does from writer to writer is it makes the person sterile. Anything else? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but it will nuke your swimmers. What what a hell of a power to use in a fight scene. I will make you sterile. Yeah, it's just like, no, I want to have kids. Well, then you'd better fucking surrender. It will fight. nuke your swimmers. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the sort of great writing you can get from me on my own show. Anyway, my power, I, I like, it's so generic, but I do like the idea of just shooting lightning from your hands. And like yep. several, like several characters do that. But like... It's more versatile than most than most writers will bother to use it for. Like yeah. most writers will just have like, oh, you use it like a concussive blast. But you can, I think that if you are creative with it, you can do a bunch of things. And also, it makes like a also sound. you can do some great one-liners. Like, do you know what happens to a frog when it gets struck by lightning? Uh, is it the same thing that happens to everything else? By <laughs> Damn any right, chance? it is. Yeah, Damn right. It only really works if you are fighting someone who has frog-like attributes, though. You know, otherwise you. That's seem... a very common mutation. I think you're fine. Mm, otherwise, you seem like a fool when you say it, though. <laughs> I know you'd hate to sound like a fool saying that. Yeah. I mean, I, the way you pitched this to us is that we're not getting any dialogue. To oh be yeah, fair. You, you get like one, one, one line of dialogue, and that becomes someone's fucking profile pic what, on DeviantArt or something. One of my favorite versions of this was I read an X Men versus Avengers run, mm-hmm. like about Phoenix taking over a bunch of the X Men. It wasn't good, um, but there's an incredible like full page fight scene where one of the X Men is just a dude with two pistols. It's like that's not going to do much against most of the Avengers. I mean, that's Deadpool. Yeah, true. It, this was actually, sorry, Professor Nemesis, thank you very much. Oh, okay. The former Nazi turned Nazi hunter turned X-Men. Uh-huh. Yeah. Comics I, are I bad. Love, I really I love... hope the fans come here for comics content, because yeah. that's what I heard on the last episode <laughs> of this before coming on. I do like... My research thing. I do like how similar some of those names are. It's just like, yeah, this is Professor Nemesis. Don't confuse him with Mr. Sinister. No. They, have, they are totally different vibes. Separate entities. Uh, uh, yeah. Mr. Negative. Who's that? Again, a completely different character. Very different. Shh. Fundamentally quite different. Mm. Yeah. So... We have a podcast that it's we need time to do. To, it's time to do some hooking. This isn't the most off the rails we've gone, trust me. Yeah. Uh, what we do here is we come up with your with a hook for you to use in your games, and we do it in the form of a magic trick. First, we do the pledge. We plant the seeds of an idea. Then we do the turn. We build upon the idea. We twist the idea a little. We put some meat on those bones. And then the prestige. We reveal either... Maybe how the whole thing can be used in a game, or how it comes together. It's the thing. It's it's the thing that makes it all come together as a damn fine hook. 
And our inspiration this week. Would anyone like to say what the inspiration is this week? Let me unlock my phone. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Uh, is uh, no. is, is recognise your thumbprint? No, I don't use the uh, thumbprint, uh, and oh, I'm no. typing badly. You're typing badly. I'm oh typing no, real bad. Jonathan, Jonathan, what is it? It is the Scribnibblers, which is really fun to say. Scribnibblers. Uh, Scribnibblers is a card with artwork done by uh, Darren Bader, um, and it is of three rats tearing into a book, just really ripping that bad boy to pieces. Yeah, uh, it's a one-one card, creature rat. I'm not going to rule it. It's clearly multiple rats. (laughs) (laughs) Rat in brackets, just the letter S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love looking at this card, and I like to say its name. Scribnibblers is wonderful. Scribnibblers. (laughs) And they're really cute. Like... They've also got kind of a uh, ferret vibe going on as well. They're yeah. very cute. Rats they're, are good. They're very weird and patchly coloured. I love them. It's kind of like skunk colour scheming with the sure. patches yeah, of red yeah. and bl- white and red. Incorrect colour. Wrong one. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. We, we don't edit this podcast. That's staying in. Oh, I know this. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, and also our random word generated this week is master. It is master. Of puppets. Pulling your Pulling strings. Pulling your strings. Would anyone like to go first with the beginnings of their hook, the pledge? I can if go on. Please do. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, I, I just remember that we need to come up with a name at some point. I yeah, forgot about you come that up part. with a name at the end of your second round. The turn. My t- my my hook is called Scribnibblers. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah, I know plagiarism. <laughs> I'm very I'm very original. Mm. Um, so I this is in a world where there exists a legend of a city built to a god of knowledge, um, and the party are hired by a library wizard. A church to knowledge, something along those lines, uh, uh, basically to find it and bring back some of this vital knowledge to them. They they wish to have some of their their holy texts returned to them, kind of thing. It's a very simple pledge, but I think it's a, it's a good place to start at. All right, yeah, I'll go next. I also have a simple pledge. Crime rates have increased in the city, chiefly chiefly th- petty theft, burglary, pickpocketing, that sort of thing. Maybe a little bit of arson here and there, but there's never any hint of who's done it. The clo- the only thing that seems to seems to tie all these different crimes together is at the scene of the crime, immediately after the crime, people sometimes notice there's more rats than usual scurrying away into the alleys. Ooh. Ooh. Nick? Yeah, uh, I feel like I've gone for the complete opposite of uh, Jonathan's sort of concept. Uh, the party like gets to a town, and uh, this is great that you've got like wizards or people carrying books or anything, because all the townsfolk want to buy books. They are so desperate for them. And you push into like, Yo, why do you want these? Because they don't care what's in them. And they're like, oh, we just need to feed them to the library. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I love that. All right. Well, that's a very economical uh pledge there. And this we're is the most to the point we've been. Mm, maybe Zane was the bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> no. Zane, just sitting in the Zane. corner made us more... So, Zane, it's too track. chaotic. Yeah. yeah, That's what I've often said about Zane to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I'm, this means I haven't got a name ready yet. So it just... <laughs> you fool! I fell into the classic... Uh, uh, I, I couldn't come up with a smart thing to say. It's just gone. One of the classic blunders. One of the classic blunders of Hooked. Yeah. Not having uh, a name. If, if it helps, I've, I've been trying to workshop something with like uh, the rats in the walls, like the HP Lovecraft That's, story, that was but I can't I was make a pun yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. So if anyone can. Mm. <laughs> we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out together. Right, and email us with your best HP Lovecraft puns. <laughs> oh, please don't. I feel those will get real racist real quick, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, just playing puns on the name of his cat and that sort of thing. <laughs> We'd, let's move on quickly. <laughs> yeah, good plan. Okay. 
So the turn, I so I think the That's, journey that is the story that that cat's from, and in real life. Oh yeah, um, sorry. I, I'm less interested in the journey part of this adventure, and more so what actually happens when you get to the city. I think it's, along... it's about the destination for Jonathan. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the city is eerily quiet on discovery. Um, the only sound being the faint, faint skittering of vermin in the distance. The streets are completely empty of all life, as far as you can tell. Um, uh, the place, though, is littered with tomes and bookshelves lining the walls and entire houses dedicated to just stacks and stacks and stacks of books. Um, not a person in sight, but only these this vast collection of knowledge. I think there's even like um, audio recordings that are that are like part of oral traditions that have been brought here as as part of like recorded history, essentially. Um, and it it just seems so very easy to pick up any of these tomes and and take it with you. You can succeed on your you succeed on your quest so simply. I rolled a four. I feel like I shouldn't have been able to take this. <laughs> it's, uh, it's weird that. Weird what, that. Mm, I want to check for traps. <laughs> the whole place is a trap. Uh, that, that is my turn so What far. is the name of it? I haven't got one yet. Oh, you mother... Well, I'll Scrib nibblers. <laughs> well, for my one, uh, it's again, it's a fairly simple one. This is a fairly simple pledge. It's just, I think it's a low level... I'll, I'll get into that. That's the prestige. Anyway... You, the party, hopefully they will notice it's like the fact that you're mentioning there's rats will mean they go, well, the rats are important. So, like, at some point they'll probably try to kill a rat or capture a rat. Jesus hope they ha capture the rat because after they capture a rat, they put it in a cage. Uh, like, after a little bit uh, of trying to escape, poof, that rat's gone. And in its place, there's a, a grotty little orphan child who's like, let me go, let me go, get, get me <laughs> ah. out of this cage. Jesus, I hope you didn't kill that rat. Because uh, oh, no. it would have just turned into like a dead orphan, and it's just like, oh, get the health potion in its mouth. I, I've been so I played a um, RPG recently called Simbarome. It's a Swedish indie RPG, and one of the twists in its like opening pre-built adventure is that if you kill a wolf, it turns into an elf, and you've just murdered a shapeshifter. Hell yeah, oh, no. yeah this is so good. Sorry. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you like you inside the cage or however you've done it. Maybe you backed into a corner. Maybe you just knocked this rat unconscious. It transforms back into its true form of an orphan child. And the name of mine, which is a bit of a spoiler for where it goes next, is the Rat King. That's Yeah, that's a fun trap you've laid for people where if you do badly on this adventure, you can murder a child very you, early. Yeah, then. like, like uh, specifically... <laughs> that's my favourite kind of trap. <laughs> yeah, le well, le welcome to level four. Uh, yeah, no, and especially since, like, they're rats, there can be a horde of rats. It's just like, I'm going to fire all these rats. That's yeah. 25 dead children. <laughs> Oh, Nick, would you like to follow up on 25 dead children? Um, uh, uh, can I just come in with my name? Yeah. Uh, it's the Holy Rat Authority. That's all I'm going to go for. Fucking okay. Dark Souls 2 reference. What the hell? <laughs> it's the Royal Rat Authority in the game. Uh, yeah, I know. And also it was a dog. It's a dog? Yeah, it's a giant dog. Oh. It's a rat catcher. Ah, yeah. There you go. Uh, yes, uh, I've sort of structured mine as a dungeon because that's how I prep yep. for everything. I'm oh, a, yeah, a nice. very big fan of the the five room dungeon. Yep. you've got sort of your your intro space, your more advanced thing, and then you you give players like a choice of like two things to just mm. like sort of see what they do with it. I just did this the other day. <laughs> I, this was used against me as a player. <laughs> yeah. I've never done anything like this as a DM because that's not the sort of game I run. Yeah. You, the sort I'm, you plan. I'm a, I'm a sicko for dungeons, yeah. yeah, I, nice. yeah I, should, I should have a dungeon somewhere. Planning a dungeon going sicko mode. <laughs> yeah, going full Gary Gygax sicko mode. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, Go on. So yeah, uh, the the opening room for this, uh, I've written down barricade rush here because uh, you know if they go into the library, people are like, oh yeah, um, the there is this basically we have a plague, like a, a pestilence. Mm-hmm. We have a pestilence of rats. It's entirely located inside of our library. It didn't used to be there. We don't know where it came from, mm-hmm. but uh, they only seem to be interested in eating pages for now. So as long as we keep tossing books in there, they just eat those. Yeah. But uh, the party finds out that uh, you know when they everyone escaped to the library, uh, they left like a bunch of like really good stuff inside, and they're like, "Well, if it's not paper, we got to go in there and get it." Ah, and so yeah, uh, the the first room is like them going through, getting through the like the barriers that the townsfolk have got up. Um, I imagine it, you know when you go to a library and they have like the there's like a slot in the wall that you can put your late returns through. Yeah, if yeah. It's outside hours. Yeah. They've just built entirely that. <laughs> I lo- I, lo- I just love the environmental storytelling you can put in here, where you just like the sort of the the way that they refer to this sort of thing in universe, and ha- like you can have like just delightful mundane bureaucracy sort of stuff <laughs> attached onto. There's book eating rats in our library. A lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah yeah. Uh, once they get past that, uh, uh, I've got tight narrow shelves here. Uh, my image for this is uh, is it Wipeout or Ninja Warrior? It's, it's got the wall the where wall, it's that's all, the, out. all the, the fists bunch, that come out. Yeah, it's yeah. probably something like that on Ninja Warrior, but yeah, that's Yeah, if out. you can imagine like uh, just really narrow uh, shelves at a library and just rats coming out like that. <laughs> just shoving books out into your face. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. that Indiana Jones where all the snakes are like coming out of a thing's eye or something. <laughs> Why do yeah. they have to be rats? Yeah. Mm. And uh, uh, the name I have for this so far is The Pestilent Shelves. Ooh, I like that. Good, good stuff. Um, All right, for Prestige, back to the Holy Rat Authority. So I think a thing that that I've left out about this god of knowledge uh, that's built this city is that it's not a god of sharing knowledge. It's a covetous god of knowledge. It Mm. wants to hoard all of this knowledge. And so what happens when you've you've taken these these like you know as many books as you can carry, you're going to leave the city. You cross a you cross a threshold. Um, it's up to you how you would like to mark this. I think there's a couple different ways you could probably sh- show it. Um, and you start to hear the vermin. You start to hear the skittering getting closer and closer and closer. Ooh, exactly. Um, and now they are chasing you. And it is a wall of rats and centipedes and maggots and Ooh, anything you can imagine you coming towards centipedes. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you mean the snakes that look like a spider? Like, those things are nightmare creatures. Centipedes and caterpillars, they freak me out. Don't they're, like they're them. They're nasty. Um, and so it, it becomes this game of you outrunning a horde because you cannot fight this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really valuable to put your players into a position where they have to run and yeah. have to contend with that. And this is a case of do you keep the books or do you just fucking go? Like, what? what how do they handle this scenario? Um, and yeah, I think that, I think it also sets up a cool thing you can return to later in the adventure mm-hmm. um, when they have a plan to actually deal with that kind of place. But I, yeah. it, it sets up like a number of scenarios, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the idea of having a dungeon your players can fuck up and be like, well, now you can come back here, but you better have a plan next time. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to try and get rid of the god? Do you mm-hmm. want to see if you can dispel the swarm? Like all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, nice. Yep. Um, uh, is that all for the Holy Rat Authority? I believe so. That's why it's the Holy Rat Authority, because they're yeah, on behalf the god, of the god, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, this is... So, going into mine for the Prestige. Uh, yeah, so like I said, early campaign sort of stuff, where you've got... There's this crime spree, you're probably... You're going to be getting paid by the council or the guard, that sort of thing, to deal with it. And then you've got a pretty decent early game, early campaign dilemma of these orphans have been taken in by the rat king who is a rat king which is 
like the uh, a, a horde of very intelligent rats that have been come bound together at the tails traditionally. Yeah. Um, that c- that has granted these chill these real human not human, uh, sapient orphan children the ability to transform into rats so they can better steal for us and increase this the rat king's horde, and you can defeat the rat king and release all of these orphans. But like they're not thralls, they are orphans who are getting by and getting money to pay for bread and gruel and that sort of thing and they are sheltering in the sewers and being protected by the Rat King and that sort of thing and you have a pretty decent sort of early game moral dilemma of well I'm where where what are we going to do with all these orphans this is the closest thing this city's ever done to caring about them is this horrible monster yeah uh, yeah, I really like that because I think it's often, especially in D anD D, with the alignment system, it's kind of like the set and forget. Yeah, you don't really think about it too much. Yeah. So if you have like that early game moral dilemma that can really get, let people figure yeah. out their characters, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and in be, in running my first long running campaign, like you know, you, you, I think that the opportunities to have your your players make horrible decisions. Yeah, that's where the biggest role-playing opportunities are. If in, you have a lawful good paladin in that party yeah. with a god of justice, you've got, you're having yeah, a time. Yeah, yeah. And, like, having a monster that is doing something good for the wrong reason, it's like, yeah, it's one yeah. of those. I actually, I, I like Rat Kings, and actually, like, you having the wall of rats, like, chasing the party and stuff, that, the first time I ever ran a one-shot was a, a, a Rat King, because I like yeah. that mythology, and one of the big things, like, they went to... It was in a city where they'd always had a rat problem, but they had this whole guild of rat catchers. And then, like, part of the narrative was that they went to the guild of rat catchers and they found, like, that they had been kind of psychically fucked up by this rat king hidden under the city. And then they were just like, oh, one of them is in the basement, like, hitting at the floor with a hammer, and he smashes through this final flagstone, and rats flood up. That's so good. And, like, they flood up the entire top of the building, and people, like... So a couple of players like smash through the ceiling to get on top of the roof yeah. as they're just flooding out. And this is genuinely probably triggering some of our listeners <laughs> in a in a genuine way. So I'm going to move on. Nick, yeah, uh, prestige. I was, yeah, I was just thinking like uh, yeah, on all that stuff. Like the uh, uh, rat swarms in that sort of way play into that sort of understanding. Like uh, oh, for every one you see, there's another. However yes, many you exactly. don't. You hey, yeah, I've, I've been playing a lot of Warhammer Fantasy stuff, Vermintide, oh, right? Skaven, yeah. yeah, yeah, where you're fighting just hordes of rat people, and yeah. it, it's it's such a cool feeling to play against. Yeah, it's yeah. great because for every rat you then chuck at the player, they're like, oh my god, where are the rest of them? Yeah. yeah, I also like the Skaven because, like, yeah, they're just a dumb horde faction, but also they have the best technology in the entire setting, and there's just no reason for it. Yeah, fuck it, you. It's the most, <laughs> it's the best and most dangerous and most volatile technology. Yep. it will go wrong in yep. the most catastrophic way. Yep, it's mm. great. Uh, yes, sorry, my prestige. No, absolutely. Uh, so the back half of my dungeon, uh, you split off into the two rooms. Um, uh, here's a, a GMing tip I'll fold in with this. Uh, I think a really good thing to do here is just to give them really evocative names. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two that I've written here, one is the microfiche section. Yep, <laughs> yep, good, good. Yes. And the other is the children's learning space. Oh, that is such a hard choice. Yeah, like you put that in front of your players. They're going to have to argue among themselves and try and work out what is in those. Yeah. Whatever they theorizes in there that's what's in there yeah and they're like they're going to be thinking about like well you know the children's learning that's the double bluff so that's gonna be the horrible one it's like but what if he knows that we are thinking that so that'll be a triple bluff we should go for the no but what and they just drive themselves insane 
Yeah, uh, they, they will probably think of a cooler idea than you could have thought yeah. up. In your, it, I think, it's so, one of my yeah. favorite things from uh, the actual play podcast, Friends at the Table, uh, yeah, in yeah. One of, season one. One of the players yes. offhandedly goes, are these zombie pirates? And Austin, the GM, is like, <laughs> yeah, I guess they're zombie pirates, yeah. And just yeah. has to completely yeah. change the first uh, season of the campaign. Oh, yeah, Austin Walker is a fantastic inspiration for that. Amazing. I love him. Just, just like a, an offhand, just like, oh, just like he was beheaded and then just like, and then he came after me or something. It's just like, yep. that's the way it is 100%, now. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the uh, yeah the the big final room in here is where they they encounter the enemy the the cause of this and uh, they find out like uh, it was an accident basically mm. there there is a, a mage in here who was uh, working on a spell they wanted to uh, find a way to consume as much knowledge as possible they didn't have uh, the time to read everything that they wanted to read yep. and so they're like what if I could find a way to you know expand that through other sets of eyes. And obviously, it would be unethical to do that on people. What if I do that with rats? Mm-hmm. And I send rats out to consume knowledge for me, and it all goes back into my mind. Nice. That uh, is really evocative and creepy. Yep. The thing they didn't realize was that uh, it, they all process that information at the rate that a rat's brain would. <laughs> and so nice. there is this mage that just has essentially stunlocked themselves in here. Yeah, like right. That's incredible. They're yeah. badly blue screening. Yeah, they're yep. just like return to like return to ten, eat, return to ten, eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're this big threat. Not not necessarily them themselves, but like the rats that are like mm. have this sort of central directive to protect this comatose body at all costs. Yep. Yeah. That's really strong. That's mm. good. Yeah, and I also like that the should have mentioned it earlier, but I like the basically there's they're not being asked just like oh please rescue our library oh please like this you're you're being heroes doing this they were just like you guys left some good shit in there <laughs> <laughs> we could get that good shit yeah yeah all right what were the names so we had the Rat King we had the Holy Rat Authority yes. And the pestilent and shells. And the pestilent shells. Well, I think that that has gone pretty well. We don't need you, Zane. <laughs> but one thing that needs to be said before we finish this up is that Hooked is produced under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. What this means is that you are free to share and redistribute the material, the stories that we've come up with today, in any medium or format if you give appropriate credit you don't use the material for commercial purposes and you don't remix, transform or build upon the material in any way. You can use them in your games but don't use them in your podcasts unless you've reached out to us, please. Well, that's Hooked and before we go, Jonathan, where can we find you that isn't on Hooked Podcast? You can find me at Rataloid where I may have a new episode soon. I've made this promise every single episode. I will keep making this promise every single episode. And you can also find me on Twitter at Pirate Killjoy, uh, where I tweet way too much about professional wrestling. What the fuck is Rataloid? Rataloid, <laughs> thank you for reminding me, yeah, is yeah. a podcast where uh, me and my co-host Harper uh, look at uh, Vocaloid's digital uh, voice production software uh, with anime characters and backstories and review review and rate them to on a uh, uh, numbered list to find the best one of all time. Uh, an internet-friendly numbered list. Exactly. I love content. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Real Fantasy Encounters, which I've told you about. We are realfantasyencounters.com uh, on Twitter. We're at rfencounters. And uh, you can follow me as well at duffhounds. Nice. You're going to be releasing new episodes sometime soon. You don't have a date, though, do you? Um, uh, yeah, we we still have a. Oh, you've got a backlog. We're, we're well, finishing yes. up our, our, our third uh, like sure. cosmic horror season at the moment. Yeah, right. Sorry. Uh, and uh, yeah, season four will be uh, start of April. Oh, lovely! Really looking right. forward to so it. So there is a date set for it. All right. Yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, uh, on the Mist Home Museum of Mystery, Morbidity, and Mortality. 
by the time this comes out, the, the new season will have started releasing. It's an anthology series set in a museum of weird and creepy items, and there's more stuff going on this season. It's going crazy. Yeah, you got a lot of meta plot happening now. Oh, so much meta plot, and the really long title. Oh god, what were they? What was they thinking? Uh, you have kind of hoisted yourself here on my own petard. On your no! own petard. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, I. Oh, thanks for listening to Hooked Podcast, everyone. We'll see you again next time. Take Thank care. you. And as always, play more games, motherfuckers. Do it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.